When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Dear Young Married Couple podcast. This episode is going to be on one big mistake people make when repairing trust. Yeah. And so people often get in this situation when they're trying to rebuild trust, whether that's after, um, you know, exposure uh, that comes out of some sort, uh, a lie that was hidden or an affair, whether that was an emotional affair or a sexual affair. And, you know, they decided we're both in this. We're going to make this work. We're going to work together to rebuild the marriage. And often the spouse who broke trust is trying to reestablish that they are trustworthy, but they make this one big mistake. Right. And it's so everyone knows that we need to offer some sort of I'm not doing it anymore. Mm -hmm. Right. That's what. And that's kind of how people like leave it. Like, well, I'm not watching this or I'm not lying anymore. I'm not spending that money anymore. I didn't go there. And we see that so much in counseling. Right. And so they think that that is what's needed. And we just say that over and over and over mm-hmm. until our spouse starts to believe us. That's that's pretty much where, what people think. Mm-hmm. And um, after working with a lot of people, I, I see that that's not exactly what the spouse needs mm-hmm. because Let's let me step back one second. The spouse that's that had trust broken on them has two main questions. How could you do this to me? And how do I know that you're not going to do this again? Yep. And so working with clients, of course, you know, there's lots of questions and but really it all boils down to really those two questions, those two main questions. Mm-hmm. And so how can you do this to me that that's done in the present we're, we're asking questions and a lot of why a lot of why hows. yes mm-hmm. looking at um you know where were you when you lied and this stuff but then the second question how do i know that you won't do this to me again that has to, that's an ongoing question so the spouse is looking for reassurance they're looking for um they're looking to see if their spouse is changing things. Yeah. Are they are they changing? Are they doing things differently so that I can begin to trust them? And people foolishly believe that time heals. I'll tell you right now, mm-hmm. time does not heal things. That's right. Um, oftentimes it, it it really makes things bitter. Because mm-hmm. if you don't if you just try to bury it and no don't talk about it anymore, there's so many unspoken uh, hurts and pains and, and things we got to walk around and, and spouses start to feel very controlled mm-hmm. and they start to feel very resentful for, for all the unspoken things, but very caught. Like, I don't want to bring it up. We haven't talked about it for two years yeah. and I don't want to make things worse. So we're just going to leave it there and act like nothing happened. And then they think that if, you know, time just keeps going on, then the issue will be healed. And that's the case, whether it's a breach in trust, or if it's like you're grieving the loss of somebody or you're grieving the loss of something that happened. Um, people think, oh, well, time heals, but actually it's action over time that heals. Time doesn't heal. Action over time does. So you have to take the action. Right. Well, how do we 
give reassurance. I think that's probably what people are thinking. The best reassurance I think that you can give is, is showing that you're working on becoming a person that would never do that to their, to your spouse and showing the actions that you're taking. Because the member, the big question is, how do I know you won't do this again? Mm-hmm. Become the person that wouldn't do that again. Mm. So there, there, there were things that, that fell apart in you. If you broke trust that, um, could have been fixed before that happened. It brought you to that place of breaking trust. Right. And I think the mistake that people make is they try to answer that question. You know, how do I know you won't do this again? Mm -hmm. By just saying, I won't do this again. Right. I'm not doing this. I'm not looking at that. I'm not visiting with this person. And they feel like that's an exercise in futility because they, they just say over and over and over and expect their spouse to just someday you know, accept that as, okay, yeah, finally, I'm going to believe that's true. And of course the other spouse is working on that, but this is something that you can actually do. So what books are you reading to make yourself a better person? Yeah. You know, what are you putting into yourself? How are you changing? What on the outside, um, are you doing to demonstrate that you're being more mindful of your spouse's needs Mm. and of the family and all these different things. Because generally when there is a betrayal, the spouse does kind of pull, pull back. I'm talking about the spouse who broke trust. They try to maintain normalcy, Mm -hmm. but normally there's a pullback and it's felt by the family. Mm -hmm. I haven't met too many, um, when trust has been broken, I haven't seen too many examples when that hasn't happened. Right. Yeah. So they're pulling back in so many ways, not just from like family activities per se, but they're mm. pulling back emotionally. They're pulling back spiritually. They're not engaging in routines that they used to engage in with their spouse. Um, instead of leaning in, they're leaning away and, um, that could be physically, but that can also be like, um, a metaphorical lean in or lean away. And so, when you're reassuring your spouse that this won't happen again, you're letting them know, like, I'm becoming the person that won't let that happen again. Mm-hmm. Here's how. Here's that's what reassure that's what proper reassurance looks like. Hey, here's what I'm reading. Hey, here's this sermon I listened to. Hey, here's what my morning routine's looking like. You know, if you want to join me, you can, but I'm I'm getting up and I'm praying and I'm working out and I'm, you know, reading the Bible. I'm doing this devotional. Do you want to join me in this devotional? Mm-hmm. Um reassurance isn't just, I'm not doing that anymore. Believe me. Mm -hmm. And it's also a willingness to, to bring it up, to Mm -hmm. bring up the pain and to bring it up. Like, you know, I was thinking about how this fell apart in me Mm. and how I, you know, allowed this to happen. Yeah. And because that, you know, this, this, and this happened, but now I'm seeing like working on this and this and this, that's how I'm becoming. And I see that that's, that's becoming better in me, or this is building in me. So like sharing how like directly this fell apart because this was neglected, but now like, okay, my prayer life wasn't in in place. Now it's in place. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of sharing those things. This is my journey. This is how I'm becoming. And that amazingly does start affecting the spouse who's working on forgiveness right. that's working on be and working on accepting you again. Mm-hmm. So, um, this is every single time I've seen it done. Well, yeah. the person just makes a one eighty, 
and really does work on themselves and reading books and and taking new action and becoming a new version of themselves, really. And really this type of vulnerability is just that it's vulnerable Mm. like this if you're trying to reassure your spouse in the the unhealthy way of like i'm not doing it anymore just believe me when are you going to believe me that's a way for you to keep your walls up even if you may not be doing it anymore you're still being defensive you're still keeping your walls up and your spouse is not going to trust you as well but if you're vulnerable if you take the risk to bring your walls down and invite them into that space of like hey here's how i'm growing um, they're going to be much more likely to be vulnerable with you right? to come into that space, to be, you know, connected and close again and to trust again. Right. And if the spouse who broke trust, if they don't become vulnerable, if they take the opposite approach, which I see all the time, mm-hmm. if they become a little bit more morose and more, um, defensive and more hard to, to reach, mm-hmm. what is, what signals, what, what is that teaching your spouse? Yeah. Well, they're not changing and they're defending themselves. So obviously they're not taking responsibility for what they did. Yeah. Are they becoming a person that they, that would do it again? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. there's not much evidence that they won't beside their words, but their words don't mean much right now because they lied. Mm-hmm. So you see what I mean? So it's not going to get you anywhere. The only way of getting through this is vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's what, you know, it's, it's beautiful. We were doing a devotion today. That's what God does for us. Mm-hmm. He becomes vulnerable to us, yeah. which is very, and it's amazing to me that God of the universe that would create everything around us mm-hmm. becomes vulnerable enough for us to be able to hurt him. Yeah. Like, like his could, heart actually gets broken yeah. if we don't respond to his invitation that's vulnerability when you put when you go out for a high five you know to see Mm. if they'll actually meet you with their high five and they might not they might leave you hanging and sometimes we do that to god well the same thing takes place in our relationship with our spouse whether you've broken trust or not you often are putting bids out there for connection and if your spouse doesn't meet you for that bid of connection you can feel left hanging. It's a very vulnerable act. Yeah. And you have to accept it. It's going to happen, especially in a very sensitive time like now. Mm-hmm. Um, you will miss bids and, and you will put bids out there for connection that just won't be met. Yeah. That's going to happen. Count on it. But I think it's worth it. Mm-hmm. It's worth it in the end to put yourself out there, to be vulnerable, to open up, to share your hurts. Um, because, just, you know, walls are not very comforting. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so we encourage you guys, if you find yourself in a place of broken trust, reach out and get some help on board. Whether you're connecting with your pastor, a trusted mentor, a couple that you trust, um, or maybe you're reaching out for some counseling professionally. Uh, we want you to get some resources on board. We actually have um, a resource that we will link here in the show notes called Five Steps When Trust Has Been Broken. And it comes with some videos. It's a free resource that we send to your email. Um, it's a PDF of those five steps. And then also um, some videos of us walking you through those steps. 
So we encourage you to download that and um, really take this step in the journey seriously. Um, this whole step of reassurance and how to do it the right way. Take it seriously because it can make all the difference. Yeah, this one reassurance step actually I don't think will ever end. Yeah. I think you have to continually be walking this step of, you know, here's how I'm becoming. And, and that really does, I mean, even in a, in a relationship that's not broken, uh-huh. I mean, seeing and, and watching your spouse working to better themselves every day is such a reassurance all on its own and gives that person safety. And all these steps really apply even if there's no trust broken. Right. Yep. So we we would encourage you, get help if you need it, but um, also be growing. Always be growing. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please like and subscribe if you're not already. We'd greatly appreciate it. And you can also listen to more episodes on our podcast. We're on Apple, Spotify, all the podcast platforms. Just look up Dear Young Married Couple. We're glad to have you as part of our community.